Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to talk about that little phrase we often hear, customer-centric or customer-centricity. Now, it's a statement you often hear, but, you know, let's go ahead and talk about it. You know, customer-centricity, customer-centric, essentially means that we have to pause how we sell. In other words, we have to stop trying to sell and start looking at how the customer buys. Let me say that again. Stop yourself from selling for a moment and figure out how are they buying? What are they going through? More importantly, what you want to do is understand a customer's current situation in order to understand what will motivate them to make a buying decision. Let me repeat that again because that, that's important. When you're looking at customer centricity, if you want to be more effective at selling, sometimes you just got to shut up and really figure out by asking key questions, right, in order to understand what would motivate them to make a buying decision. Because if I understand how the person wants to buy, what situation they're in, if I can, here comes the key word, if I can empathize with my customer. In other words, I know what they're going through. I know what they need. I know how they're struggling. I know what they want. If I can do that, if I can put myself in the customer's shoes, if I can take their POV, their point of view, then I'm more likely to provide them with better advice. Now, the advice I'm going to provide them will obviously lead to a product or service that I am selling. But again, if we don't stop selling and start asking questions to try to really understand what is it that the person is trying to accomplish, if we don't understand that, we can't sell to them effectively. Let me give you an example. Let's say you're in the B2B space, business to business space selling to an enterprise company, right? Large company, average order size, let's say if you sell them a system, it's going to be, I don't know, $300,000, half a million dollars, whatever it may be, right? It's a big system. It's a big decision. Now, the, sometimes the decision isn't about the price. And I've argued many times that it really isn't about the price in today's market. In many cases, when I am making a decision that that's bi that, that big, then it's not about the price. It's about all the other things would come that comes with making that decision. Let me be clear. Let me give you some texture here, some context. If I am buying a new software system, an enterprise software system, right, some new SaaS program that I want to implement within my company, price is obviously going to be an issue, right? Let's deal with that. But what's going to be a bigger issue is I am the buyer and I got all these concerns. Let's say you've proven to me that's a reasonable price and the system does work. But inside I'm thinking, but how am I going to implement this? How am I going to get people to buy into it? You know, what other changes do I have to make within the company? What standards or systems changes do I have to make to make this work? Now, what I just stated is the following. It has nothing to do with the actual product or service I'm selling. 
or you're trying to sell me, it has everything to do with implementation. How do I put this system in place? What is it going to cost me? What if it doesn't go right? How long is it going to take? What do I have to stop doing? What do I have to put on hold? What are some of the issues that I don't know now that may come up in the future? All these things are going in my head, and you think I'm trying to make a buying decision. I've already made the buying decision. What I need to absorb is how am I going to implement? I need to make an implementation decision. So in other words, if you're selling and you're just talking about your product or your service, then you're selling without taking their point of view. But if you stop selling for a moment and take their point of view, say, Mr. Customer, I know that you're looking at the software platform, and I think we pretty much align in terms of needs, fit, in terms of what you want. But let me ask you a question. You know, when you implement a system like this, what are some of the obstacles you are going to face putting this together? And now the customer is going to tell you, well, Victor, you know, I have to figure out how do I switch it over from the old system to the new system? How are we going to do that? And how long is that going to take? See, that's what they're worried about. That's what they're really worried about. It's not the price. It's not the system. It's how do I switch it over? How long is it going to take? And will it work? And what if I, as a salesperson, says, now that I understand your point of view, Mr. Customer, let me show you what we've done with other companies who've had similar concerns. Here's what we did. During the switchover, we did ABC. And in terms of verifying that the information switched over was correct, kept the integrity of the data, here's what we did. And we can say with certainty that based on the information I have, based on what you've given me, based on the system that we're looking at, this is only going to take 48 hours for us to switch the system over. Does that sound right, Mr. Cusper? Is that something that you're looking for? Would that make your life easier, Mr. Cusper, or whatever it may be? And the customer goes, it's exactly what I'm looking for, Victor. See, in that simple example, we got away from price, we got away from the product, and we were more concerned about the customer's emotional state, what they had to deal with. See, that is customer centricity. That is when you're selling, understanding how the customer thinks. You're taking their point of view. You are being customer-centric. Too often, we pay attention to just selling our product, talking about features, benefits, advantages, and gains, but we never stop to ask questions to see what concerns beyond the product, beyond the price, the customer might have. So there's a saying that says that it pays to slow down to speed up. Let me say that again. It pays to slow down to speed up. What does that mean? Slowing down at the beginning of a sales process, in other words, when you understand their situation, may actually help speed up the sale. Listen to what I just said. This is important. That it pays to slow down in order to speed up the sale. By slowing down at the beginning of the sales process, when you first meet the customer, when you first interact with the customer, you slow down just to understand their situation may actually help you speed up the sale. That is being customer-centric. So again, don't be in a rush to get to your product or service. Really be in a rush to understand your customer's point of view. And that's it for the Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my online sales training platform, the Sales Mastery Academy. If you're serious about increasing your sales ability, go to salesmasteryacademy.us. That's salesmasteryacademy.us. 
lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you, celebrate hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.